Let's talk wellness now, though, focusing on employees on wellness programs. Employee wellness is vital. And in recent years, many companies have designed and implemented them. So this morning, we take a closer look at these programs and how effective they are. Joined on the line by a clinical psychologist who's based in Cape Town here in South Africa, Jolyn Durant. Jolyn, thank you for joining us. How are you on this Thursday? I'm good, thanks, Asanda. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Thanks for making time. What are the reasons that company implement these uh, types of programs, wellness programs? Well, I think there are, there are many reasons, but I think the main reason that we, we need wellness programs is, is the basic principle that happy and healthy employees do better and perform better at work, and that has a direct impact on organizational effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just if we look at, at some statistics in South Africa, you know, on any given day, around 15% of the entire workforce in South Africa is on sick leave. Mm-hmm. And, and this translates to around 16 billion rand lost nationally just to days of work. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one aspect of it. The, the other aspect around wellness um, has to do with, with mental functioning. Um, and, and there's a huge realization that, that sick leave isn't just around physical illness. Um, you know, people that are booked off currently, it is estimated that only one out of three actually has a physical ailment. Mm. So we, we're looking at burnout and we're looking at mental wellness and, and those are the drivers to have a proper wellness program um, so that we can look at productivity and absenteeism and functioning at work. So the argument that but there is health insurance or there is uh, medical aid as a health benefit, so why should we do wellness programs? Does that still hold in this day and age? I don't think so. I, I think there is that there has been a huge drop in people's access to medical aid, and not everybody can afford medical aid. Um, I think also in terms of, of the employer, it, it, it provides a, a framework for employers to look after their staff and to retain their staff. So, it, yes, it is an argument for you to take personal responsibility for your wellness, but, but if you look at in terms of the cost for an employer to just re-advertise posts and retrain employees, it, it saves a lot on the downtime of not having your employees available. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, medical aid, as we know, has become very expensive and not everybody can afford to be on a medical aid. Yeah. What constitutes an employee wellness program then? You speak of it looks at mental health and, and wellness. Uh, what should be part of it? Um, there, are, there are different aspects that, that can be part, and, and every company can have a look at the budget and, and how many of these different aspects they can afford. But, but the basic program, it, it is a work-based program, and it assists employees with their personal problems or their personal issues that can affect their functioning at work, but their general well-being as well. But it should also have a look at improving their health. Mm-hmm. So the different aspects are, you know, you can have training or education aspects like wellness newsletters or presentations or those kind of things to just help in, in psychoeducation or, or wellness education. You can have a counseling aspect where employees are assisted with 
sessions to deal with mental well-being. You can have an aspect that just works as a referral base. So employees can be assessed and then be provided with the right people to assist them in whatever the issues are that they are dealing with. It can have a coaching aspect for all employees so that it is a a personal development and a growth facet as well. Or it can be a consulting service to assist managers in how to deal with certain issues and and help them to to make the right issues, uh, the right decisions. So so it is is a broad base of different aspects and, and a company can decide how much and how many of these they can provide. And, and as how far will it go then in terms of that support to employees? Can it also uh, support the families of the employees' wellness programs? It does. Some of them do. Some of them offer for, for dependents as well, um, but not all. You know, again, it goes back to the, the budget and, and how much a company can um, provide for the employees. But, but your, your higher end and your bigger companies actually do offer to the, the spouses and dependents as well. Okay, and as you mentioned, I mean, costs are associated and it will depend on the uh, budget of a, a different uh, company. So let's maybe go through some of other examples that are not so obvious in terms of employee wellness programs. Things like gym subsidizations. So employees getting gym membership paid for maybe 20 or 30% thereof uh, and how that can impact one's wellness. Yeah, no, for sure. Exercise and and physical fitness is one of the the biggest indicators of resilience and growth and wellness. So, exercise programs and and access to exercise programs is definitely one aspect. There are other aspects looking at substance abuse programs or um, you know cessation of smoking programs. It, it, they are different. Yes, wellness wellness programs that can be provided that doesn't necessarily have to be this big thing. Mm. Even posters, I'm just thinking when I started working a long time ago, we used to have posters around the office. I was still in sales. Just motivational posters or posters encouraging us to be more healthy, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Can that also count? Yes, for sure. That's part of the education program and the motivation program. So, so again, you know, if you, if you look at what the total budget of a wellness program should be, it could be something that small that just um, empowers your employees and motivates your employees to do something to, to affect their, their wellness. Can some wellness programs backfire in a negative way? Uh, I'm looking at examples also. I mean, if a company organizes some, you know, team uh, sports or a company sports team and things around, uh, what do we call these things at the end of the year? The When, when employees get together. Mm-hmm. Year-end functions, yes, and things like that. Can wellness programs go the wrong way? Well, yes, of course they can. <laughs> um, it, it depends on, on, on what kind of, you know, year in function. So, so the basic thing is that, that you should walk your talk. Mm. Um, if, if you want to promote a wellness program, it's, it's definitely not ideal to have an, a year in function where there's lots of alcohol and, you know, that, that it is devised as a plan to, to change the, the atmosphere or the culture at work. Um, so the programs seem to be in line with what wellness really is. And I think something else is that the corporate culture itself 
might have an impact because, you know, employees might have a history in a company where um, things, you know, stuff isn't used confidentially and it could be used against them and that they don't trust that the, the wellness program is there for their benefit. Um, you know, so for example, if, if there is some kind of, of it together or there's some kind of activity provided, you know, are they watching us? Is this going to be on my file? Those kind of things. That, that you don't want something to be out of line with what wellness is or that it is um, used against the employee at a later date. Hmm. So one would want to be, uh, uh, I guess, aware, aware of what the culture is in the company because you're trying to boost morale, but there's no trust within the people that you're trying to boost morale with. It mm, might backfire. Yes. So you might want to, uh, you know, look at another type of employee wellness program. But at the end of the day, it is important. We've spoken about the employee a lot. What about the employer? How can they benefit from employee wellness programs? Well, the, the research shows um, huge improvements when we look at things like absenteeism. So that's, that's the major thing that, that everybody talks about. The, the other thing that, that is a huge benefit with wellness programs is, is presenteeism. You know, there's a, a reduction in employees who actually pitch up for work and they shouldn't be there. So they, they try their best to be there, but they, they are not in a good space, so they make mistakes, and um, they can actually get physically hurt on duty if they are not functioning optimally. Um, and one has to remember that your employees are the face of your company. They work with your products, but they work with your clients as well. And if you have an employee who shouldn't really be at work because they can't cook, it's a huge risk for an employer. So mm. the other obvious things are the productivity and the morale, but also the staff turnover um, is, is reduced when the company has a, a proper wellness program to keep the employees in a, in a functioning state. Um, you know, if, mm -hmm. if we look at some of the research that's come out of America recently, the, the financial return on investment for a company to invest in their employee wellness is between 4 to $10 for every single dollar spent. So, so in terms of the financial returns, it, it is a good idea to have a, a wellness program. The other thing that, that is now presenting is the younger generation, the younger graduates that are now stepping into the job market, the top priority when they start looking for companies to work for is what kind of wellness programs do these companies offer? And their loyalty to stay in a company is also based on what kind of growth, personal growth, and wellness opportunities are inside the company. So for us to retain the staff and to, to attract you know, good quality staff, your company needs to offer some sort of wellness program or employee assistance that will attract these employees. Mm. All right, let's leave it there. Can we get in touch with you? Are you on social media? Um, I am. I have various pages. The company page is Integrated Psychological Solutions, or my personal page is just Jolyn Durant. I'm on Facebook, um, and Psych Solutions is on Instagram. Psych Solutions. <coughs> so, yeah. Okay. Psych Solutions, yeah. Thanks again for your time. Have a great Thank Thursday. You. It is a pleasure. Thank you. Jolyn Durant is a clinical psychologist based in Cape Town talking to us in our Wellness Corner.